This is the official Rising of the Shield Hero Season 2 companion podcast. Every Sunday we release an episode about the newest episode of the Rising of the Shield Hero. So if you're looking for a fantastic and casual podcast for the entire Season 2, look no further. This is that anime podcast you've been searching for. Hello anime fans and welcome to That Anime Podcast for casual anime fanatics, where we talk all things anime in a fun and uncensored fashion for your listening pleasure. It's me, your host, Jordo. that's J-O-R-D-O, not Gordo, like from Lizzie McGuire. And here with me as always are my co-hosts and kin, we've got the baby brother Brennan, yes Brennan like off of Step Brothers, and the oldest brother Colton, like off of Attack on Titan, Colt, or Colton from the Three Ninjas. Except mine's not like off Step Brothers. Is his A-N or E-N? It's A-N. It's probably A-N. It's A-N. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I've never confirmed, but I'm pretty sure. I think you're right. Yeah. Well, phonetically, it's it sounds the same, so that's what I was going for. But welcome, everybody. Um... Today's episode, we're going to be doing the full review of episode 9 of The Rising of the Shield Hero Season 2. The episode is titled Humming Fairy. And going into this, I had no earthly idea what the hell Humming Fairy had was going to do with anything. But we will get to that. If this is your first time listening, welcome. We hope that you laugh and find our takes on anime to be of value in your life in some capacity. If it turns out that you do love listening... You can follow us on Instagram, that anime podcast. And if you want to take your support of our podcast to the highest of levels, you can join all of the other people that have left us five star reviews. You can leave them on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is that you like to listen. This helps us reach more casual anime fanatics just like yourself. Thank you, everybody, for continuing to give us those five star reviews, especially the ones that are writing some fun things. We love reading them, so keep them coming. Um, let us know what you want us to do to get that five star review from you. I mean, we're not above we're not above taking in special requests. <laughs> we can do. Uh, this is our only episode this week, so with that said, we're going to talk about what we've been watching, and then Colton's going to bring in some anime news. So let's start with what we've been watching anime wise this week. Uh, Colton, what you've been uh, what you've been up to, anime wise or other? Really not much anime this week. I mean, just the weeklies, you know, Shield Hero. I don't even know what else. I haven't even watched the new episode of Skeleton Knight yet. Or... But yeah, I've been basically binging Stranger Things, which has been basically everybody That's what watches I've been, TV right now. That's what I've been watching, too. I haven't watched any anime because I've been... Well, yeah. I'm still watching Full Metal Alchemist, but I've been watching like one episode of Stranger Things every day with my wife. Yeah, I'm on the last episode, and I'll probably finish it tonight. How many episodes are there? Seven for part one. There's oh, there's parts. only seven? Shit. For part one, there's going to be a part two that comes out uh, okay. in July. That's good to know. Yeah, so there'll be like seven more, I Shit's think. Shit's pretty scary this season. It's one of those shows that, like Harry Potter, it grew with the audience. It got way more mature yeah, now. Yeah, definitely. Which is, it's freaking awesome so far, so I've been enjoying it. But other than that, really, 
Not much else. Nice. Brandon, what about you? What you been watching? That's it. I've just been watching Stranger Things too. I've only on I've only watched three episodes. I haven't had enough time because I knew they were like all an hour plus episodes, so I just hadn't had time to start it till this weekend and then I had a wedding Friday and stuff, so I really just didn't start watching until last night, but I haven't watched any anime besides Shield Hero. Dang, so we all kind of slow this week because of Stranger Things. Yeah, and I'll be gone next week because I'll be on vacation. Oh yeah, so it'll just be me and Brennan. Uh, quick question though, what is y'all's favorite character in Stranger Things? Do you have one? I think. Because yeah. I feel like I could guess who's. I'm bad with the names. Who both of yours is. Who, who have I really been liking on there? Nah. It's got to be Henderson. I got two. It's Henderson and a uh, little the duo. Dustin. Dustin and then Dustin uh, Dusty is, Bun and Dustin is Henderson. It. It's Dustin. That is Henderson. Henderson. Yeah, Dustin yeah. Henderson, but Dusty Bun and um, what's Steve. his name? The Steve. Oh, the yeah, they're the best. Duo. Yeah, Dustin. <laughs> Dustin's for sure. He's the best. He. I feel like he alone carries the show. Him and Steve. Yeah. Well, I'm not seeing much of uh the other crew. Everyone else is kind of shown to be a prick so far. Well, where I'm at in three yeah. episodes, they haven't. It's shown that they've all grown up and they're all in their own directions. You yeah. know, any of them can be looked at as like through three episodes, mind you. Like the only two of, who are still like themselves and of good nature are really just uh, Dustin and Steve, and then I guess Robin, the girl, she's kind of the same. But everybody else has yeah. like their own little internal struggles, or I they've like- grown up and we're still. They haven't shown us. All the way who they are for me at least. Yeah. Once I finish seven, that obviously I know it's going to change, but they haven't yeah. been. I like su- Max Super likable. Yeah, I like Max, the redhead girl. Yeah, she's gotten a bigger role this season. So, well, cool. Everybody, uh, make sure you go watch Stranger Things. If you like anime, you probably will like that show as well. Um, all right, anime news. I actually have a couple things too. We'll see if Colton covers them. But all right, let's see. I got. Uh, Dragon Ball Superhero the movie releases August nineteenth in North America. So we North finally got America. a release date. Nice. Um, reach. I thought this was kind of cool. Researchers in Japan, because uh, my daily dose of anime news has shared it. Researchers in Japan have set a new record by achieving internet speed of one billion gigabyte speed per second. <laughs> so that's pretty damn fast. That's pretty fucking fast. Yeah. <laughs> shit, they already have the fast shit over there in Japan and Korea. They're like, just the shit that they use in general in their homes, and then like the video game bars and stuff, like puts our shit to shame. Yeah, like they would. Um, it'd may- be abysmal if they used our Wi-Fi speeds, like what you guys have in your home and stuff. Like uh, well, I mean, there's hundred gigabytes. I couldn't handle it. I'd be like, I can't fucking live this way. Yeah. But uh, Made in Abyss Season 2 gets third trailer with a July 6th premiere date. I actually have it on our board. Made in Abyss is an anime to watch, so I want to try to watch that before. Well, July 6th? Yeah, we got time. I don't know how many episodes are in first season, but I want to try and give that a watch before Season 2 comes out. So, um, Bleach author shares a major update on anime return. Um, basically, he's said that episode... Uh, Thousand Year Blood War dubbing episode starts now, so they've already started dubbing episodes. Um, so, it, so Johnny on Bosch. Yeah, is I think it's it's set for October twenty twenty two release date. So 
That'll be cool. So the fall, the fall is going to be a big, big anime time. Cause yeah. I'm pretty sure Black Clover comes back in the fall too, doesn't it? I think the movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, Gone and Killua won't have screen time, even if Hunter Hunter anime returns. I'm not going to go into details if people haven't watched Hunter Hunter, but basically, um, it'll be a uh, Kurapika will be the main character. Ever since, uh, I'm not going to go into details, but that's where they left off. Gone and, Gone and Killua are not the main MCs right now of the current manga. So when it comes, we may back. have to we may have to read read that manga. I mean, I'm going to be reading the manga for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and here's a new uh, funny anime coming out. Uh, my stepsister is my ex girlfriend. <laughs> anime begins July 6th. <laughs> the shit they come out with. I'm sure we'll. I'm sure it'll be on the most popular list. (laughs) Right. And here's a cool little thing I found. Anime studios that are having the best 2022 so far. Um, Number seven is Shin-E Animation. You know, they made uh, season three of Teasing Master Tagaki-san back in winter 2022 with a movie as well. So they're doing pretty good. That's number seven. Six is A1 Pictures. They did 86 back in March. And Kaguya-sama, I love this war, which I'm actually watching right now. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> Five is JC Staff. Um, they have done How a Realist Hero Rebuilt the Kingdom, Part 2, and, with the, and The Strongest Sage with the Weakest Crest, which I watched that one. It so was these are right. studios that are financially doing well? Yeah, this year. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Not just all, all time. <laughs> I was like, okay, because so far these studios have never fucking yeah. heard of any of them. <laughs> Number four is O. You heard of A1 is, Pictures? I've only heard of A1 so far. Yeah, I've heard of A1. It sounds, like, it sounds like to me, if you ain't in debt up to your ass, you ain't pumping out enough anime. Yeah. <laughs> Number four is OLM. They did Comic Can't Communicate, which is on Netflix. Both seasons are, second seasons are going on right now. And Summertime Render. And they did, I think they're going to all do the movie, the Odd Taxi movie in the woods film that is set for their spring, it says. So that'll be cool. Number three, not a surprise here, MAPPA. They did Attack on Titan, um, Dance, Dance, Dancer. I, I haven't heard of that one, but and they're also going to be coming out with Chainsaw Man later on this year. So yeah, look out for that. Two Cloverworks. They're doing Spy Family right now. My Dress Up Darling, Akiba Sailor Uniform, which were Solid. shows that were in the last season of stuff. And number one, here's a good one. Wit Studio. You know they're best. They did the movie come out with Bubble. Yeah, Bubble was good. Um. They switched Attack on Titan with MAPPA, but they're also, Cloverworks and uh, Wit Studio are both doing Spy Family. Oh. They're kind of sharing, because you know, if you watch the opening, it says Cloverworks yeah. X uh, Wit. So they're both sharing it, so hopefully Wit can get out of their financial situation with their the year they're having, because we've heard a lot of them this year. So that's all the news I have. All right, so I've got some pretty fucking big news, and I'm shocked you didn't... Uh... Maybe you haven't seen this, or maybe you just you slipped your mind. But this is some pretty controversial shit. But anybody that thinks it's controversial, you can just just shut up because it's not controversial. <laughs> because the mangaka, the writer himself, came out and said this, so it is not controversial. It is fact. Akira Toriyama confirms that Gohan is the strongest fighter alive. I have seen that. Actually. Stronger than Goku, Broly, and Vegeta. 
So that makes me think this dude's he's gonna have to have a come up soon. Well, I'm not being this movie's about him. You know yeah, that. he's gonna be yeah. dorm. He's he's having he's gotten too complacent after he got married. Yeah, <laughs> being be. great Saiyan man, he's got to become Gohan <laughs> the Saiyan again. Saiyan. <laughs> what is it? What do you think about that, Brennan? I mean, I think it's something within DBZ circles that people have. Uh, I mean, more recently they thought he kind of faded out and they focused it back to Goku and Vegeta, which made sense. But there's always been a sub faction of people who, you know, and my, myself included, like we all know he's strongest. You know, he was the strongest fighter when he was 11 years old. He just yeah. didn't continue his training. Like even in the Majin Buu saga, he wasn't as strong as he was when he fought Cell until he broke that sword, the Z sword open or whatever. And his new form was like that non Super Saiyan form, which he still uses. Um, he's using the tournament of power. So, I mean, potential wise, people have always said, um, that he had the highest ceiling, but, and he was supposed to become the main character. Um, but it just didn't really work out. So it kind of shifted back to Goku and then, but I didn't really see a problem with him, you know, just deciding that he wanted to be a scholar and settle down. But I mean, I'm hyped for him to step back out into the, into the front. A lot of people are happy he's going to be most of the main character of this movie. I am too. It, make, it makes me excited for the show because, like, you just kind of get tired of Goku being, like, he's always going to overcome. It's going to be cool to see Gohan, like, Yeah, it'll be a good arc for train Gohan. Again. To, yeah, because yeah. he's not starting from, like, God level, like, so he'll have to reach that level and then surpass it. Yeah. So. Reminds me You of have that. to go even further beyond <laughs> yeah. reminds me of during the cell saga when he transformed super saiyan 2 a warrior 11 years in the making we've seen glimpses of his power but now the voice voiceover for dragon ball z the guy okay there's one other thing i wanted to mention i was looking at the Crunchyroll most popular list and i was like we should we should mention that on the podcast so this is the list as of right now on Crunchyroll. In their most popular list. Number one, Spy Family. Not a surprise. Number two, still Attack on Titan. I'm guessing it's because people are watching the dubs. Number three, Kageyama-sama Love is War. Number four, One Piece. Number five, Dun-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-
cuckoo cuckoos 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 i think it's cuckoos cuckoos is the last one never heard of it but i just think that it's it's cool to look through these most popular ones yeah, and most rising of those the shield are, hero being high up on it is nice. most of those are shows that are out right now like new episodes besides my dress up darling attack on titan most of those are ongoing right now at least yeah all right so shall we dive into this episode nine of the rising of the shield hero season two titled humming fairy let's do it all right, here's the episode synopsis. Naofumi's party is telepated to Cycle, where Kizuna introduces the vassal weapon hero, Ethnobalt. He says he can use a piece of Raftalia's hair and Naofumi's blood as a catalyst that can create a Shikigami to find her. He creates the Shikigami, and they find... Dot, dot, dot. I'll be honest, after reading the episode synopsis before starting the episode, it got me pretty excited because I knew, one, we're going to meet a new hero, and then you hear the word Shikigami, you think Ryuk might make a, an appearance in the no, episode. That's, uh, you're thinking of a Shinigami. A Shikigami yeah. is, oh, what, right. is what Fushiguro <laughs> uses in Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what that, yep, that was a mistake. I was thinking of Bleach. Is it Shin- Shingami? Yeah, they're Shinigami. They're yeah. Reapers, too. They're the same as Ryuk. Yeah. Well, the Shinigamis are also really good at finding people. Because they can see their name and their age and when they're going to die. Okay. So the episode starts with Nafumi, Rishia, and Kizuna. They're at the Dragon Hourglass in Cycle. Because they just teleported. That's when they left Raftalia. Because Kyo set a trap. Nafumi's like wanting to go back right away but Kizuna's like yeah we can but you know that's exactly what Kyo would want you to do he's like I don't give a damn we're going back and so she tries but then it turns out that the dragon vein is actually shut off from the other side so they cannot go back um Naofumi says that piece of shit and we get a glimpse for the first time I don't know if it happened last episode I think it did uh, we get a glimpse of the Dragon Rage shield for a split second. Um, so he no longer lacks hatred. Itachi would be very proud. The The rage is slowly boiling yeah, back into Nafumi. And with rage comes power, as we've learned. My soldiers rage. <laughs> uh, two guys show up. They're very excited to see Kizuna. And... Right away, she asks them to see Ethnobalt. And so they go get him. We see Philo for the first time since they came to this world. So she's being, like, dragged around by a slave driver. And he touches a paper to her arm, which we turn out later. We find out later is called a servant talisman. I was like, at first I was like, why the hell didn't she beat the shit out of him? But then I forgot they all got reset to level one. Yeah, she's level one. And she's basically a smaller version of her bird form. like. So small, he's able to hold her in just one of his hands. Yeah. Um, she's clearly helpless, and she's, like, whimpering. And she's like, Master! She can't do shit. One, because she's weak, and two, because he's got... He's, like, blocking her transformation ability with these servant talismans. I feel like it's just like he's the, stuck all over her. It's that world's equivalent of the slave crest. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, too. Yeah. Uh, opening song comes in, and then we're back into the show. And now we're in, like, this castle where the Lords of Cycle, they're not happy about Kizuna being put in an infinite labyrinth. 
and they plan to file a complaint to Mika Kage, the country that did that to her. She's like, okay, that's fine. She starts introducing the heroes, and she tells them that Napami is a cardinal hero, but he's from another world. And they all went from being like nice and kind to where all of a sudden the room is like filled with tension, and they all back away from him. Uh, this even catches Kizuna by surprise, and they tell Kizuna to get away from him and that he's come to destroy their world. And then in this instant, we get a look at Naofumi and we see another glimpse of the raid shield or like the dragon, the fire dragon that possesses him when he's enraged. It keeps showing that to us because yeah. it's like he's, he's pissed off again that these people are mad at him for nothing. Yeah, his hatred slowly coming back. So my question is, why are they saying that he has come to destroy their world when he's never once been to their world to fight them? But I think their that, heroes have literally gone to his. That's why Glass and Lark were there trying to defeat him, because I think they were told the S.H.I.E.L.D. heroes are going to come and destroy this world one day. So I think they were trying to save their world by defeating him, basically. I mean, I feel like it's they just like some, a general... We don't know why they think... Yeah, I we think don't general know consensus is, like, if a hero from another world <laughs> shows up in yours, like, it's generally looked upon... I'm sure in whatever world you're from as not a good thing. You know, also, the more heroes, yeah. Not that it's specific you're, you're to the right. shield, just in general, it's probably like a thing there, like, the heroes from another world will destroy our own. So it's just, you know, I don't know if it has anything specifics with the shield yet, but who knows what kind of urban legends are going around this world. Yeah, they all seem to be much more knowledgeable about what's going on than the common folk in Naofumi's summoned world but every time we meet a new hero i'm like reminded of how sh just how shitty the other cardinal heroes that naofumi was summoned with are like ren itsuki and motoyasu absolutely useless and then we keep meeting these vassal weapon wielders and cardinal heroes and they're actually fucking strong and smart <laughs> yeah I mean, why is his like all why are all of his just goons <laughs> um so now for me, after they show the little rage fit that he has, he just, instead of trying to stick up for himself, he just turns around and starts walking away. Um, but I will say Kizuna did stick up for him and said that, well, he saved her life. So why would you guys think that? But now for me runs into a guy and he says, oh, where, and where do you think you might be going? And it turns out that this is Ethnobalt. What, do you, what in the world do you think? Why do you think that they named him Eth, Ethnobalt? Probably something to do with, what? I mean, it comes from some origins, probably the eth, ethno and then the bolt part, you know. Yeah. It probably has it's some type a, of meaning somewhere. Maybe it's a rabbit. such a strange name. Or like yeah, a boat. Or rabbits. Or ships. Ethnobolt. <laughs> rabbit boat. boat it's just rabbit. not an easy word to say. Um, He looks like, you know what he looks like? He looks like a summoner from Final Fantasy X. He's got like the giant wand, the long robes. Did you guys get that vibe? I mean, I can see it. Yeah, he's what? Like he's evil? No, like a summoner. Like in oh, Final yeah. Fantasy X, how they all have like the giant staff and then they wear robes. Yeah. He looks like a priest. Some uh, of them. One of them does. <laughs> yeah, at least one of them. Um, and he's got white hair and red eyes, so you already know he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. I don't know if an anime exists where somebody has white hair. And they're like a good guy where they're not strong as hell. Yeah. 
Um, he says that he's been looking for Kizuna, and Nafumi's like, who the hell are you? And Ethbalt says that he's the wielder of the boat, vassal weapon. They just start making up <laughs> fucking weapons here. I was like, what? What? Well, I literally paused it and I was like, did I read that shit right? What the hell? I thought his weapon was going to be like that staff he was holding. Yeah, I did too. The boat vassal weapon. I already knew right away when they said that shit. I was like, he's on his boat right now. <laughs> shit, you put that together quick then because I did not see that coming. Yeah, because I noticed just that he was floating on that thing. When he turned into a rabbit, I was like, that's got to be like his boat. And then definitely once he stepped off it, I was like, yeah, that thing's about... I didn't know it was going to fly, but I was like, that thing's definitely going in the water. Shit. He should just be the um, ship hero if it just flies through the air. More yeah. Of a, more of a ship than a boat. Spaceship. It doesn't, really seem like, it doesn't really seem like a weapon either. It's like he should be like the vassal item wielder. I mean, he could just oh, no. crash that shit into something or <laughs> shoot some cannonballs. I guess, I guess he could. Time warp through some people. Uh, he gives Kizuna a card that he's been keeping, and he they keep referring to the card as him, and he says that even Glass was looking after him at first, but she was getting busy, and so here it is. She hands the card over to Kizuna, and out pops a penguin named Chris. It's a Piplup knockoff. <laughs> What's that? It's uh, one of the starter Pokemon. Pokemons from, yeah. uh, I don't know, what gen, but it's like the penguin water. It's like one of the starters. It's Johto. Uh, Johto. Might be soon after I, th- that. I don't think it's that early, but I yeah. I don't fucking know. <laughs> it's just funny that its name is Chris. Like they were, they were like the writer was like, okay, well, we need an American name, Chris, and and they're like Chris, Chris, <laughs> Chris. <laughs> so Kizuna explains that Chris is her shinigami, her shikigami. She says that both her and Glass made him. And so the thing about these shikigamis is that they always need a blood owner and then something to function as a shikigami catalyst. So basically two people make these things and then it's able to find and locate the two people. So the owner can be located by the shikigami and the catalyst. And then I guess it can like protect you and it has it maybe has powers, but really it's just like a, a pet companion yeah. with with. I mean, I don't know if it can be killed or not, but it clearly it can, can be turned into a card, too. I don't know if it, I think it can be killed. <laughs> we'll, find out, we'll find out later this season if I it mean, can surely, be killed. Surely Raftron's going to get killed or disappear <laughs> if we're lucky. Yeah, that, that thing ain't coming back. We don't need two. He might. I know. How the hell is that going to work? They don't need two mascots and two over... Raftalias. Yeah, like, once they yeah, find her, can... the, the actual two raccoon, raccoon can die. there's no way they're disposing of the raccoon it either dies or they let it stay with somebody else i don't know they must be hitting on hard times if they're trying to get some merchandise characters yeah sell some anime stickers for your car of of some plus toys yeah um nafami pulls out some of raftalia's hair because he needs it to make a shikigami um it's a good thing he had. He pretty much got everything in that shield. He could. They could be like, "Dude, do you have any rat poison?" And he's like, "Yeah, I think I dropped some in my shield a couple <laughs> years back." <laughs> so he pulls out some clumps of hair. In there, to drop money in there. Yeah, he should have. And then he has to also draw blood, and he cuts his thumb to draw blood. Now, here's my question: 
in movies, why do people always cut their fucking hand their to thumb? get get a blood sample? Yeah, it's not like probably because it's so far to, far away from the heart, and there's no like yeah, you don't need big much arteries, blood. big arteries there. That's not a dangerous. What are, we, place. what are you saying? You'd cut, you but you use your hands all the time on a daily basis. Why would you want to cut on your hand? I don't know because like forearm right here. There's callus over. They heal quick. I feel like you could. I, I would cut my shoulder. Like just a little shoulder gash, and then put some you know tape or band aid over it, and I don't like I'm not using it. I don't pick things up with my shoulder. Just easy, I don't know. The hands just an easy angle. <laughs> but there's also tons of nerves in your hands. It fucking hurts there. It's just more dramatic when it's your hand, you know. It's just like Pirates of the Caribbean, you know. <laughs> You're cutting the blood onto the coins. <laughs> yeah, dead uh-huh. man's chest. I don't know. I just I was thinking about that. I'm like, damn, that hurt to cut. Just like get a blade and just cut open your thumb, and then you know it's gonna take a couple days for that to heal. But with him fighting and doing stuff, probably maybe a week. You can probably just potion that shit up, anyways. Small little cut like that. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, I just wanted to ask. Um. So here's the spell that Ethnobalt said to for the Shikigami ceremony. He said, I wish for something to protect them and give them power. The creation of that which serves as a servant and as a fragment of their magic. Let a servant that gives protection be born. And then as soon as Nafumi's blood touches the hair, it starts to spin in the air like a Rasengan. And even Ethnobalt is like, oh shit, (laughs) what's going on? (laughs) And he says that it, it was manifesting much faster than he imagined it would. And he asks... He says out loud, to whom does this catalyst belong? So maybe he was like, since we know he's a rabbit, maybe he was like, dang, whoever, whoever's hair this is, I want, I want to meet her. Yeah. <laughs> um, now he unlocks a new shield called Shikigami Shield. I don't know if that's the one that he used later in the episode or not, but... We also got to look at everybody's levels. He's level 35, as is Raftalia. Rishi is level 32, and Kizuna is level 108. Um, out pops a Tanuki and right away jumps onto Nafumi. Nafumi's looking at her, and they even show him. Right when he sees her, he sees Raftalia, too. And uh, one good thing about this is that since the Shikigami is alive, it means that Raftalia also is a okay, or it should mean that she's alive. She's safe too. Yeah, basically, it means she's alive. Yeah. So they must. I wonder if that means they share like a heart. Like if one dies, they both die. Well, I bet you the if Raftalia dies, maybe the Shikigami goes away. But if the Shikigami dies, they can just make another one. Yeah, maybe. Um, we we learned that Ethnobolt isn't a human, and Nafumi even suspected it. Cause he's, I guess he's very observant. You forget that he's real. He's like a really smart guy. Um, he's like, you're not human, are you? And he transforms into a giant rabbit. Looks like something out of Narnia. That's what I was thinking. Like this looks like one of the rabbits out of Narnia. Um, we learn he's a descendant from a species of monsters that have protected this world for generations. And then now for me is like, oh, he. They show us that he's thinking of Fitoria, and I guess that that's supposed to mean Fitoria and the Philolials are kind of the equivalent of what this guy is to this world. That's, it's kind of a weird comparison, because then why wouldn't Raph, why wouldn't Philo have, ter- why'd she turn into the fairy instead of the rabbit? And then why the hell is the rabbit like a weapon user? Like, 
You know what I mean? Like, Futoria was like just like the horse, the steed, the shield hero. She doesn't have like an actual cardinal weapon or anything. Maybe it's because uh, Futoria hasn't passed it down to her yet. Maybe it's that crown. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just, I mean, I get that that's where they're going for and that's what we're supposed to take. It just wasn't a very, they didn't do a very good job. Like, there's some, some problems I have with it, I guess. You know, yeah, because I feel like the not... the equivalent to that world should be the the fairy chicken that she was or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. the humming fairy. Yeah, the humming fairy. <laughs> <laughs> the humming fairy chick. Uh, Ethnobolt. Usually, I guess he doesn't show this form to anybody, but he said he felt safe showing Nalfami his true form. And he recommends that they go somewhere else, so they go to an open field. Steps off his little floating platform. And boom, it grows into a giant boat, and it is a boat that just floats in the skies. So we learn that this isn't just any old boat. It can actually, like, warp all over the damn place, and it can use the connections on the dragon hourglass veins to get around. So, pretty damn good power. But Ethnobolt says that this is all he can do. Like, he's, I guess he's not a fighter. I guess he can just warp people around. But honestly, if you're if you have a party of heroes, this is a pretty this is like somebody you want in your party. Yeah. I mean, if you can get around quick as hell, like everywhere, if you're a traveling merchant, this is the this is the power you want. Yeah, I mean, in general, their heroes tend to have more like unique, useful abilities than just squaring up with monsters. Like now, Fumi seems just like they're (laughs) straight for fighting. (laughs) Yeah. You can only, you can only, uh, what is the, what is the go-to move that Naofumi always uses where he locks him in a ball of chains? I don't know, I was thinking the airstrike, the airstrike shield I thought was his go-to. <laughs> that, that yeah. is his go-to, but when he traps people. Yeah, I know that one, I know what you're yeah, thinking of, I don't know what it's the called. The old ball, the old ball and chain. Yeah. Um, so the Shinigami, the Shikigami, they, sh- they point on the map where both glass Chris points to where Glass is on the map, and Rafchan points to where Philo is, or sorry, Raftalia is on the map. Turns out they're both in the same place. They're in a country called Rabel, and it's not a good thing because it's apparently where that mage Kazuki is from, and this country is also allies with Mikakage, which is an enemy or basically an enemy country so they've got to infiltrate an enemy country um so they warp there and they warp outside the city so that they can sneak in and ethnobalt doesn't go with them because he can't do anything but warp but he's like i'll be waiting here waiting to hear from you guys um so they start walking through the town and it apparently looks a lot like mika kage but they say it's more modern and then they're walking, and all of a sudden, Philo, not Philo, now, 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 hears something. He starts running the other direction. It turns out it was Philo. And fast forward a little bit, they see Philo, and now he wants to go in and storm and, and save her. But instead, Rishia talks them into waiting till nightfall, yeah. which they always do. He's like, I want to kill him too, but... He's like, I'll murder that bastard. And um, then what's-her-name says, 
At least say you want to question him. What's the difference? Yeah. <laughs> um, God damn. The slave driver was... I don't know if he was selling her. I think he was just using her like to do a show because he was saying, it's the celestial maiden who's come down from the heavens. We're closed today, but come see her tomorrow. Like he's putting on a show for her. Like she was supposed to be singing and like he's using her, her wings as a human. Yeah. Cause he's a transform. They said he was like, what a, a son of a noble just trying to earn some extra money. Yeah. He's just putting on a show, trying to make some skrill. Um, so now it's night, and they're wondering if this might actually just be another trap by Kyo, and I 100% thought that it was. It's like, there's no fucking way they're getting Philo back. Like, Kyo's gonna be waiting there, and he's gonna, he's gonna take Rishia this time. But it actually went pretty well. They sneak in, they find a room full of birds, they walk up to one bird that says humming fairy chick and Rishi is like no that's not it we need to keep looking and rap- now thank goodness now for me he's not a fucking moron he's like no this is Philo <laughs> right. like she's like, literally sure? she's like, like screaming like yeah yeah Rishi is like no nah, that ain't her like for fuck's sake even I know it's her I know well we mean yeah um she's covered in what's called servant talismans and they're keeping her from transforming uh, they free her it was pretty easy, actually. Nafumi worked his magic, and then Kizuna hit that shit with her, her fishing rod and yeah. exploded it. <laughs> and then the slave driver walks in, and he's like, what's all that noise? Yeah. <laughs> you think you can steal my golden goose, do ya? Criminal. <laughs> uh, Nafumi pulls out his shield and makes the guy go insane, and then they safely escape with Philo. I'll be honest, I was very happy of how short they made this Philo retrieval arc. Yeah, I was kind of glad I was I like, thank goodness we're not going to have to go all freaking season looking for Philo and Raftalia. Yeah. We spent, we spent five minutes getting Philo. I'm okay with it. She's back. Let's move on. Do you feel the same, Brennan? Yeah. I mean, I was kind of pissed. I, whenever they didn't save her right away, like, it's just like, shit, she's right there. Just freaking body these people. And get the hell out of Dodge. So I was like, because that was my thoughts. I was like, damn, now they're going to get caught up in something when it's like, you could have just publicly got her back or just bit mm-hmm. on her or something. I don't know. But yeah, I'm glad it just kind of, in a way, worked out. You know, the worst thing that happened is they have vague drawings of them on a wall. Yeah. I mean, this shit could have turned into a Sasuke retrieval arc where it's like 500 episodes, you know? <laughs> you mean the, you mean a whole series <laughs> yeah, yeah it could have turned into a whole freaking series that's what i'm saying like i'm glad that they they spent five minutes doing this and instead of trying to make it like a huge a huge thing Sasuke. i'm very very happy <laughs> uh so now they're in the woods around a fire kizuna is like that shield's power is amazing um she recognizes that now for me Despite him only being level 35, he's strong and he has smarts and he's resourceful. Yeah. Um, they I mean, learned that the guy just was got just a, a freaking noble. powerful ass shield, too. I mean, I don't know if it's. If you got a shield that can put somebody in a trance and torture them mentally, <laughs> didn't really yeah, matter. It doesn't really matter what level you are. I know. That's crazy. He, he has all his, st- his shields still, but he just lost his leveling. But. His leveling never really mattered. It was all about the shields for him. Yeah. And that's what the sword and all of them, they were high level, but 
Yeah, they needed their attack power. Yeah. So the guy that had Philo, we learned that he was just a noble. He was trying to make some scratch off of a sideshow. And it was actually his dad that found Philo unconscious. But they suspect it was actually Keo that planted it there. Um, And they come to the conclusion that since Philolials don't exist in this new world, that Philo was assigned a race that was the next closest thing, a.k.a. a humming fairy. It looks like it exactly like a philo but the size of an actual chicken instead of a chocobo um philo is very worried that he's gonna leave her again and she's like you'll never disappear again right master and he says i won't i'm with you both forever again hinting that now for me after saving this world will likely decide to stay instead of go back to his life as a shut-in in Japan. Um, oh, and Philo names the Shikigami. Raf-chan. Raf-chan. Real fucking original. <laughs> I know, I'm not, I'm not pleased with the name because it's going to get confusing. I wish they would have named it like Sarah. Like you got Chris, you got Sarah, <laughs> Raftalian, Philo. <laughs> Just give it a normal name. You don't have to name it Rafchan, or just call it Tanuki. I don't know. Um. Oh, they find the posters, but the pictures were not good at all because it was so dark. And then Kizuna says, "This one says the wielder of the katana Vasa weapon was found, but escaped. The nation's doing everything it can to find them." Um, and then Naofumi is like, oh, shoot, something gotta, weird's going on. Raftalia's stats also disappeared from his view. Yeah, as soon as that happened, I had a theory of what just happened. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. So, episode ends after Naofumi realizes this. Song plays, credits roll, and there's actually a post credit scene. Did you guys watch it? Yes. I didn't. Well, you should have, Brennan, because it gives you a, an idea of what might have happened here. So. They're somewhere in the snowy mountains, and it's Raftalia being escorted out of a cage being pulled by a horse. The guy that is escorting her out of the horse, we cannot tell if he is good or bad. He looks kind of like a samurai, but he's holding one of those toothpick weapons where, like, all the guards have. Can't do much with it. Not toothpick, a Q-tip. He tells her to hurry up and starts pulling her. And then Raftali gives him a nasty look like, you freaking, where are you taking me? And then after she gives him a nasty look, this guy who we don't know who he is, he looks surprised. And then a bead of sweat shows up on his face, which in anime, that means a lot. Like, he got nervous all of a sudden. And then he says, this way. And then they show that they're walking or kind of, tr- kind of jogging toward a Japanese-looking mansion on a mountain. So, what's your theory, Colton? For what I've seen earlier? Yeah. Um, basically, they said that as soon as uh, Raftaya's stats disappeared and the Katonic hero disappeared, I think she's the Katana hero. Basically. You think Raftalia is a Katana hero? Yeah. I, uh, think, she, I think she's going to be one of the new... Vassal weapon katana heroes of this world. Can she be a vassal weapon? I don't hero? know, but that was just my theory. I thought it was weird that they said that and then Raftalia's stats disappeared. I was like, 
She uses swords, which the katana is just a different kind of sword, but that's See, my thing. I what think. I'm think that's not a bad theory. My theory is that this guy who is escorting her out is the katana vassal weapon wielder, and whenever he, like he escaped because they're looking for him, and whenever he captured her or grabbed her hand. She now joined his party, and so now her stats disappeared from Nalfami's. Mm, I don't know. But then Nalfami's like, what about the slave crest? So, I guess all you'd have to do is put a talisman over it, but Philo had talismans all over her, and she her stats were still visible to Nalfami. Yeah. I don't know. I'm excited about all of the, the heroes we're meeting. Um, so, we know that the... The only cardinal hero that we're positive is a cardinal hero is Kizuna. Because Ethnobalt is a vassal weapon wielder. This katana hero is a vassal weapon wielder. And next week episode, episode 10, is titled Katana Hero. Or is he one of the four cardinal heroes? No, he's a vassal. Yeah. Because they said... uh, Did they say vassal? I didn't. The wielder of the katana vassal weapon was found, but but escaped. We haven't heard of a... But she is yeah, a, she is a vassal that, weapon that's user. Why I think it's Raftaya because she disappeared. Well, Kizuna is a vassal weapon user, but she's a cardinal hero, so they haven't shown anybody Just... have a cardinal weapon. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. Like they're all vassal weapons in that world, but we don't know who's the, who's a cardinal hero and who's not. Whereas now, so is... like, they have a cardinal weapon, I guess. So is Ethnobalt, is he a cardinal hero or a vassal weapon wielder? He said they, they said state. vassal weapon for him. But they're all vassal weapons. But I feel like they would have stated that he's one of the cardinal heroes, the vassal weapon user of the boat. Yeah. I don't know if, did, did Kizuna say she's the va- her vassal weapon is the fishing line? I thought she just said she's the, the cardinal hero, the hunting cardinal hero. I mean, now you got me questioning, but I was pretty sure they were all just va- they've all said it's a vassal weapon. But no, you're thinking right. of you're thinking of uh, you're thinking of Lark, Therese, and Glass. They called their weapons vassal weapons. I know, and that's what I just had thought that she had called hers a vassal weapon, but she's a cardinal hero. And then other people are like, they're all. I just thought they were. It seemed like they were calling them all vassal weapons, but not specifying which one of the vassal weapon users were cardinal heroes. So I'm saying, like, are the cardinal heroes using a different weapon? Do they call those cardinal weapons? Yeah. You looking shit up, Colton? No. All right, you better, you no, better, you better not. not. <laughs> well, once we figure out who all the cardinal heroes are and who all the vassal weapon wielders are, we'll get a diagram put together and we'll explain it on an episode, but we obviously can't right now because it would be spoiling and we don't want to look up spoilers, so. Yeah. Well, we could do ones of the ones that we know now. We don't know anything now other than the four cardinal heroes. We know our four, but then we know Lark, Glass, and then Therese. We don't know if they're cardinal heroes or vassal weapons. I think weapon they're wielders. vassal weapon. He will do. It hasn't been confirmed, though. Seen... But we haven't confirmed it. Because yeah. we didn't even know they had cardinal heroes until Kizuna said she was a cardinal hero. Yep. Well, I think we did, because the queen said it herself. We have vassal weapon. The queen said they have seven vassal weapons. That's from, that's from their world. We're talking about from that's the other from world. That's from Nalfami's. We didn't know they were from a different world yet until we popped into this one. No, she said their world has seven vassal weapons. They're called the seven star heroes. Yeah, those are completely the queen separate. Of, the queen of Melramark 
that does not that's not that's not yeah that's none of the people we've met we've not met any of the seven star heroes how many fucking heroes do we need here (laughs) i know that's what i'm saying it's like avengers (laughs) just gonna keep introducing more and more anything else from you guys though no no all right well this is your everybody that's listening's last reminder go give us a five-star review if you please and tune in next week. It's going to be episode 10 titled Katana Hero. Only three more episodes. I guess four more. 10, 11, 12, and 13. Yeah. Four more. Um, I like where it's going. Let's keep going. We're going to keep We're going to keep going. So keep on tuning in. I'm Jordo. Brennan. Colton. We are the Evans Bros. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great week. And as always... Peace out.